Good morning, everyone. Morning. Welcome to our service this morning. It's good to see you all here. This morning we have a bring and share service where a few people have bought something to share. We come together to share lots of different things that we think have been important to us to help us as we follow God. And that's what people are going to do today. But of course, before we do that, we come together before God. We don't just come together as a random group of people. We come together before God who loves us and created us and made us in his image. So we've got lots of people sharing today. It's a different service, one that we don't normally do, but it's wonderful that people want to share things. And I'd first of all, I'd like to invite Ivan to come up, if you would. Ivan has got a poem that he would like to share with us this morning. Uh, Buzz Aldrin, who was the first man to walk on the moon, uh, said, said when he came back on television... You think that it's wonderful that a man walked on the moon. I want to tell you that it's, it's even more wonderful, a million times more wonderful, that God walked on earth. This is a poem uh, by Lawrence Hoosman on when the Lord Jesus Christ as God walked on earth. Light looked down and beheld darkness. Thither will I go, said light. Peace looked down and behold war. Thither will I go, said peace. Love looked down and beheld hatred. Thither will I go, said love. So came light and shone. So came peace and brought rest. So came love and brought life. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. Thank you, Ivan. It's a wonderful poem. And we've, we've copied a few out onto bits of card, which will be at the coffee hatch. So if you want to take one, do take it and pop it in a book or... I don't know why I'm telling you where to put it. You can put it where you want. Have a look at it. Have a read. It is a wonderful poem. Thank you very much, Ivan. I'd now like to invite William up, who has come to share something with us that encourages him as he walks with a God who came to earth to be with us. Uh, I have a lot of stories about this this uh, bear, it's called Bear Bear. I don't know why I named him that, but still. So, yeah, okay. Uh, I'll read you out the stories, and you can choose which one you really want me to read out, because I don't think I can read out all of them. So, the time he got weed on, the time he got stuck in a tree, the time he got burnt bum, the time he had a journey in a crock, the time he, time he was lost for, like, ages, the time he had a ninja game with Luke... So just put your hand up if you want to see the time he got weed on. <laughs> One person. Okay. The time he got stuck in the tree. The time he got a burnt bum. The time he had a journey in a crock. 
and a time he was lost, and a time he had a ninja game with Luke. <laughs> I think it was stuck in a tree. Yeah. Okay, so when I was three, um, Bear Bear, I, like, uh, there's this place called Ladybirds, probably most of you went there, and there was like, I think I was playing with my friends, right, and we were like, we were just throwing Bear Bear around and we were just throwing him everywhere. And I don't, I, don't, I don't know who did it, but someone threw him so high he just got stuck in a tree. I was in tears for like a week. How long was it? Yeah, I couldn't sleep mainly. And I'm sorry, did you leave him in the tree? Well, we tried to get him out, but it was a really big tree. I like you know one of those massive trees that go up the uh-huh. high ones, yeah. It was in that one, so we um after ages the I'm not sure who got it out, but someone got it out and I don't know. Would you like to do the bit of how it came out of the tree? I'd like to know how it came out of the tree. <laughs> So, the next day, I think, Bear Bear was just on the floor and I picked him up. And it was really happy. It's just so good. That is wonderful. We can might maybe read out another story. Okay, one more. One more. I think probably the most interesting one was the time we got had a journey in a croc. But in a croc. Yeah, let's go for that. So, is that like a crocodile? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> oh I'm sure it's just as exciting. Sorry, carry on. So we went to Spain, right, when I, I think I was about seven or something, and we were in, like, a mountain place, right, and we were on the middle of a mountain, and there was a river that went through our garden, and I don't know why, but for some reason, Tom decided to get his croc that he brought, that croc, you know that shoe? Yes, not a crocodile. (laughs) Well, it would have been cooler if it was a crocodile. Yeah. So he got his croc, and he got Bear Bear, and he put him in the croc, and he he decided to put him in the river so he could have a little journey down the mountain. So it turned out we had to chase him down the mountain, and we, I think, how how did we get him out? I think we got, like, a stick or something, and we had to... Yeah, it was so... So, I was really scared. Bear Bear sounds like he's had quite an adventurous life. Yeah, he's even got a little stitch up on his bum. A that's, stitch on his that's, bottom. That's when he got a burnt bum. And we, that, yeah, we for had, another time. We had to refit him and stuff. And this is actually Edward's sock. That's Wonderful. And does Bear Bear comfort you and help you when you're feeling well, maybe... I think it was like... I like we could have just got him and put it in the attic and left left him there, but I still have him and I like still keep him in my room and stuff. So I guess the moral is don't give up. Wonderful, thank you. Round of applause, excellent. I think we we all have stuff like that, don't teddy bears, dolls, or whatever it is, something special that just helps us to keep going. We're going to move on from a little bear bear to some very nice cars. I'd like to invite Jordan and Paula to come up. Intriguing, I know. Yep, please encourage. Wonderful. A couple of weeks ago, we went to Solihull to see my grandson, and Jordan got to go somewhere that he'd like to tell you about. 
So I went to the McLaren garage. Uh, it's a supercar garage. Uh, it's now be my dream car as well. I have sat in one. This is uh, this is uh, Lewis Hamilton's Mercedes. What is 2008? It's quite nice. <laughs> Here you go. This is uh, me in a McLaren, and another one. I struggle to get out of the car. <laughs> it's only that far off the ground. By the way. This is a new model. Well, upstairs, there was like all of these supercars. This is a Lamborghini Huracan. Nice little Ferrari F12 there. Is you interested to buy one? Quarter of a million to, to buy. <laughs> Jordan was very excited about his visit to the McLaren garage, and anyone who's seen him in the last couple of weeks will probably have already seen those pictures. <laughs> Jordan was inspired, and afterwards he said that one day he'd like to work for McLaren or a similar kind of place. It enabled Jordan to think about his future positively and gave him hope. When I was thinking about how Jordan could share his experience in this service and bring, it, bring in the Bible context, I thought of the verse in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, where God says to all the people who've been exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. We can be encouraged by the fact that we have a God who knows our future, and his plans for us are good and full of hope. If we trust and follow him, truly seeking his will for our lives, then it is exciting. God will use our talents and skills to fulfil his mission. We have real hope when things are difficult, when we experience pain, suffering or hardship. God will see us through to a glorious conclusion. At Holiday Club a couple of years ago, I think it was the cops and robbers um, theme, we learnt the Jeremiah verse um, as a song, which we're now going to sing. If you don't know it, it's very easy to pick up because there's kind of an echo that goes with it. Thank you, Jordan, Paula. Wonderful. It's wonderful, isn't it, that... God created the world, as we sang about in the beginning, that God came down into the world, that he gives us all these things to encourage us, teddy bears, cars, things that excite us, that we can enjoy, and he also plans a wonderful future for us. What more could we ask for? But we're also all in this together, and I'd like to invite Margaret up now, if she would, to tell us a story, I believe, about how important it is to love each other and support each other. I'm not going to struggle up to the pulpit or whatever you call it these days, but um, at least I can face you all. 
Can you hear? Yes. Jolly good. Well, this is a long, long time ago when I was a student, age 19, I think. Um, but I better tell you just before that that um, I'd been a Christian for a long time already, but I didn't know any other Christians, at least not of my age group. The headmaster of my school was a Christian, and one or two teachers I knew were. But as far as I was concerned, I had no Christian friends anywhere. Well, when I went up to university, I prayed to the Lord that I would meet some Christians. And there were three girls doing my course, which was chemistry, and one of the other two, one of the, one of the two that wasn't me, uh, was a Christian in the Christian Union. And she quickly introduced me to lots of Christians. And um, they were very, very precious. And so are you all. Because a lot of you I know already love the Lord. And you're so precious, you couldn't believe. Anyway, I went to various Christian student meetings anytime I could. When you're a student, you could sort of do what you like. And the fact that your parents wouldn't approve scarcely matters because my parents were um, the sort of people that were free thinkers of liked H.G. Wells and all that sort of stuff. And my mother had actually said um, mumbo-jumbo from a past age as far as Christians were concerned. So she wouldn't have approved. Anyway, I went to a... a, a I think it was a... a a meeting of um, young people interested in the Christian, the um, Christians, uh, stu- uh, children's service mission, something like that. Anyway, this was a weekend, and uh, we were having conference, and there were a lot of people there. And uh, I can't remember what the discussion was, but on one occasion, one of the young men cried out in quite loudly. Women should be silent in church. And you know, that really hurt. And I can understand and and, uh, sort of sympathize with people that have a different color skin or or something like that and get discriminated against for something they can't do anyway, anything about. Anyway, that hurt. And I looked across and I saw this young man and I thought, what an objectionable character. Well, go on a few months, and um, we had a, um, a university Christian uh, union mission at Southampton. There were 200 students there, and we were in a great big church called Above Bar, if any of you know of it. And uh, looking across the group, I saw that young man, and I thought, oh. Well, then we were divided into groups of 10 to go to different churches. And guess who was in the group of 10? You have guessed, haven't you? (laughs) Well, our group leader then paired us off. Oh. (laughs) Well, I found that I'd been completely wrong about this young man. He was very nice to work with. We got on fine for a whole week. But I thought... The Lord really cares if you even think in your heart, 
this person is objectionable. Or, you know, anything like that. He does not like, and he'd gone to, as I was going to say, all that trouble to teach me not to be like that ever. Oh, you didn't put this thing. Um, there was a, well, good. Um, the, the verses I was going to um, quote were uh, 1 John 2, verses 9 to 11. Oh, they are up now. And then I looked, my version didn't have quite this, and I'd have to give you a little bit on translation, I think. Yes, verse 9. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother. This is a translation. I've changed now to a little translation um, exposition. That hate doesn't mean the hate that we have in English. It's the Hebrew only had love or hate. They must have been able to distinguish. But um, that hate is... Not a good translation at all. You need to translate for meaning rather than word for word. I mean, another place in in the translation it says, Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, you've got to hate your mother and father. He didn't mean that like we would in English. I mean, the commandments say, honor your father and mother. So you can see that you have to watch translations. Uh, I finished now. <laughs> Thank you very much, Margaret. I think it's a good opportunity now to, um, if we're in the Anglican church, we'd call it sharing the peace. But we just, a bit more informal, go around and say hello to each other. You can share some peace if you want. Encourage each other. Stretch your legs. Ready for some music next. So do go and say hello to one another. We have Matthew, who's going to come up and introduce a song to you. Wonderful. Uh, so I've always liked my music, like listening to it in the car and like, uh, on really long journeys and on planes and stuff. So uh, I've been listening to a band that my friend introduced me to called Skillet. Uh, they do lots of lots of rock songs which I am not, I'm not telling you about now, but it's uh, like still in the genre of rock, but it's um, not like... I, I would describe it as not as violent. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's called uh, One Day Too Late. Brilliant, Matthew. Thank you very much for bringing your song. so many songs that encourage us and so many things that God has given us that can help to encourage us throughout the week, throughout the day. And we've heard, we've heard a few of them today. And now we've got a little bit of time of music, bubbles, possibly dancing. I'll leave Julia to explain. So this is something that Edward and I have put together. He's going to stay down there for now. Um, it's called, our little bit's called God's Great Dance Floor. Edward and I love dancing. 
Um, is there anybody else here that loves dancing? Excellent. Excellent. Is anybody else here that's danced to worship God? Any, any using movement, any sort of using movement is dancing to worship God. Absolutely, that's dancing to worship God, it is. Everybody's done that. Everybody? Everybody, everybody. And, and who, who has danced in church? Yeah. I had, um, about 10 years ago, I had a really special moment dancing in church. I was one of John Hardwick's backing dancers. I know that I'm not the only one. It was in uh, Ely Cathedral. It was wonderful. Um, the Bible has a lot of encouragement for dancing as worship. I've just got three very short little little verses to read to you. Um, in Luke 15, verse 24 to 25... Um, It says this, for for this son of mine, this is the father speaking, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. Sorry, I should have said it's it's the parable of the lost son. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the elder son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. Good point. I don't know. Question mark. Um, Psalm 149, verse 3. Let them praise his name with dancing. And King David was really fond of dancing too. In, uh, in 2 Samuel uh, 6, verses 14 to 15, we hear this. David was dancing before the Lord with all his might, while he and all Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of trumpets. So, we've made a little dance floor over there. And um, Sean has brought some bubbles, because I just think dancing and bubbles go together fantastically. And so we invite, I, what Edward and I would, uh, would like to invite you to do this morning is to join us on the dance floor. And if you can't move that far, that's fine. Because actually, just, you know, moving your, moving your shoulders, tapping your foot, it's all dancing. So we're going to have um, Edward's favourite song. This is the song that in our house, if Edward puts this on, you just can't stop yourself from dancing. And then you, well... Mm, uh, And then we're going to have my favourite worship song about dancing, which is by Chris Tomlin, which is called God's Great Dance Floor. So over to the DJ in the back corner. Do you know, we gather together as God's family, and I think all the things that we've done together this morning show that we are a family of different ages and different backgrounds. We enjoy different types of things, but all these things encourage us to walk with God and help us to encourage each other. 
And I've really enjoyed this morning. We're going to sing a final song together. I hope during that you can blow your bubbles if you wish. You can worship God in whatever way you wish because the wonderful thing about being different is we don't have to worship in exactly the same way. We can do it as we would want. But it's all for the glory of God. So let me pray before we sing our final song together. Father God, we want to thank you that we could gather this morning and we thank you for all the things that have been shared and the people that have shared them. We thank you that we've got coffee afterwards, that we've got a lunch together, that we can enjoy being your family here. And we pray that the things that we've heard and the things that we've seen, the things that we've been part of, would encourage us to follow you, to live our lives for you, and to worship you in all the things that we do throughout this coming week. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing our final song, which was another suggestion from someone as well. I've lost my service sheet. It's down here. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, Andrea's saying something first. Wonderful. I just wanted to... I know I didn't take part in the service this morning, but... Along the theme of music and dancing and things, I just want to challenge everybody that drives a car to swap the radio to a CD, a worship CD, something like Matt Redman or something like that. That's what we play in our car continuously. And as most of you know, my husband James doesn't come to church, but every time I get into James's car, he's also got the Matt Redman CD on because he absolutely loves it. And when Matt Redman came to the Corn Exchange... James said, definitely get me a ticket, and he was there with me, just worshipping and singing, and he didn't realise, but he was actually taking part. And the, the car for me is just a really good place to just sort of do my worshipping, you know. You sing as loudly as you like, you can dance, you can sing, you can put the windows down, you can keep the windows up. I just wanted to put that in your mind, you know, because it's something nice you can do with your family, with whoever's in the car, or on your own, and it just helps get you in the zone. It sets me up for the day on my way to work and it's much better than just sitting there listening to someone you know on on the old radio anyway that's what I wanted to say wonderful thank you as I said there is coffee and tea and pick up one of Ivan's poems and then do stay and enjoy lunch with us together thank you (laughs) 